watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drink. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, guys? That was pretty awesome, wasn't it? Ta-da! Never in my life did I think that we would have a theme song. This is our theme song, and it comes to us thanks to Leo Deezes, a good friend of ours. Uh, if you like his stuff, you like his sound, you can find him at leodeezes.blogspot.com. He's the, pretty amazing. Yeah. He's pretty amazing. He's got a pretty cool Bernie Sanders thing on there, too. Uh, oh, Deezes is spelled D-E-Z-E-S. Leo Deezes dot blogspot.com we'll put the link in the notes <laughs> we'll put the link in the notes you don't have to, don't have to quite remember we're really excited about this song oh my god it's so cool I first heard that and I just like I couldn't move I was like bouncing up and down halfway through the song it was it was pretty amazing anyway welcome back to another episode of there's no place like tarot with Nixon Grace uh first watch read watch podcast of Stargate so that was our first surprise of the day was our awesome new theme song because that's again amazing um but the second one is we have a huge 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 thank you to send out to the guys over at story wonk alistair and lottie you guys are amazing we were one of the things last week we got a call on the podcast our numbers i'm sure there's a ton of you that started listening to us because of that we cannot thank you enough so thank you for listening and thanks for the shout out and if you're still listening thank you so much for that also yay so this week we go into uh, episode five, I believe. Yeah, this is the first commandments. Okay. Um, this was first aired on August twenty second, nineteen ninety seven. Um, this was written by Robert C. Cooper, a familiar name at this point. Yes. And directed by Dennis Barry. Uh, he also directed Enemy Within, and this is his second and last outing with Stargate. Oh. Did I know that? No, I didn't. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, we don't see it. We don't. We don't All see right. his directorial talents anymore in well, Stargate. Fine. Okay. Let's see. Let's see where it goes. <laughs> and the obvious thing, as soon as you watch this, for any child of the '90s, your immediate first reaction is, uh, "Is that Corey Matthews' dad?" It is Corey Matthews' dad. <laughs> we finally figure out what he did for a living because I don't know that I knew what he did for a living. I think he was like um, Barney in the early seasons of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, I just didn't know. I was knew. thinking like Chandler and Friends, but Barney works too. I think it's, it's a trend. I think. With yeah, it all started with Corey Matthews' dad. Um, But yeah, so the the other SG unit besides SG-1 we see in this is SG-9, which I think later on in the series, SG-9 is normally sort of the the diplomacy, the diplomatic SG. I don't know if here it was necessarily meant to be the diplomatic and maybe it started that way and then ended up gone real wrong i don't know well if you listen to the if you listen to sam talk about talk about uh henson i can't believe hansen henson hansen close enough i can't believe that they would put him in charge of a diplomatic mission that's true because it seems like everyone could tell he was kind of a hothead that's true because right at the beginning we do hear a little bit about him right and after mm-hmm. our, our, our intro scene mm-hmm. she tells us a little bit about he was kind of a hothead he's kind of an ass weird yeah a little of an ass hat but, Very true. So the planet is P3X513 for people playing along in the Name That Planet game, um, but also called Avnil, which seems maybe easier to remember 
<laughs> because sure, I yeah. just called I Ab- heard Mill. I really thought it said Advil the first time. Advil sounds like something I take to combat a bunch of other things and then gives me a bunch of side effects like depression and swelling of the face. <laughs> or a god complex. Oh, there you go. The side effect of Advil is a god complex. I love that. Yes, Advil. Side effects include god complex. So, um, from the title of First Commandment, you can kind of guess where this plot line of the episode is going. This is not one of those vague plot titles. Yeah, no, this one's got all the messages to send you. Yeah, this is kind <laughs> of... You can dial in on the theme of this episode right from the title card. Um, so, diving into the episode, you start with what appears to be SGC members running towards the gate at night, drops their GDO, scuffle, scuffle. Uh, one gets shot with a air dart that doesn't seem... It should be able to come out of like a one of those little dart mouth blow guns because I haven't seen any blow darts like this since <laughs> Indiana Jones was running with that idol. Okay, I'm done. That's my that's my that's Indiana Indi- Jones reference for the day. There it is. We have one done. We only need a Ducktales, and we'll be good for the episode. That's probably coming later. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It's marked in your notes. Um, so, anyways, the guy poisoned. By the air dart, clearly doesn't make it. Right. He goes down. Guy one starts to uh, open the... I tried to, like, open the garage door, gets the code in there. We see the, the like, the, the Stargate open. Guy two gets shot in the head. Yeah. No good. Yeah, that just happens. Um, and we see that his body is ordered burned by a guy wearing dog tags. Yeah, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, wait a minute, this dude's wearing dog This crazy other planetary person is wearing dog tags. I believe your exact quote was, he's wearing dog tags, what the fuck? Yeah, that's right, yeah. It was a lot less classy than I just tried to pull it off. Yeah, you're right. And then I looked over at Nixie trying to find the poker face and see what the deal was. I try really hard to keep my poker face on while we're watching these episodes. I have no clue how well it works. But the first column in the episode, bartender Nick actually goes, is this a two-parter? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Because it's just as dark as the dark side. Welcome the to the, the theme of another dark planet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have super epic music. We have every single tribal cliche that exists in tribal cliche lands yeah. of the people on this planet. I, let's think of every type of other tribesmen we can think of, and let's put them all in one tribe. We can't cover all the bases <laughs> yeah. that way. It looks like every tribe and a couple of Doctor Who monsters, and uh, yeah. we call it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> so then we have the title cards, title sequence. Um, so then we cut to SG-1 coming out of the gate. Um, we learned that this is the very last planet that Nixie should ever be on. Yeah. Considering they have a ridiculous uh, UV radiation. The planet of all the sun, all uh, the time. Yeah. Pasty, pasty, pasty women who burn by thinking of the sun <laughs> yeah. should not go to this planet unless you have about 1,050 uh, index sunscreen. Which may not be enough. Uh, so they came to find SG-9, because Guy 1, who never made it through the gate in the uh, cold open, mm-hmm. um, he sent the, the uh, garage door opener signal, and no one came through. And we learned that right. Guy, now his name is Connor, but he, he never came through, so obviously, like, what's up on the planet? We should go figure that out. So... <laughs> We we have the beautiful clip on sunglasses. 
Oh yeah, which That's I very couldn't. 90s. I couldn't yeah. not look at. I will admit, I had a pair or two of clip-on sunglasses. I did not, but I will rectify that by saying that I did have sunglasses that change colors in the sun. Ooh, which I were think, just as bad. I think I still have a pair of those somewhere. <laughs> I may or may not know where those pair came from. <laughs> you may or may not. I may or may not have been the provider of those. Exactly. <laughs> Clarification. Um, also fun that we see Jack has replaced his usual baseball cap. Oh, yeah. With the, like, the sun hat, the bucket hat. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, he's, he's going to go out there. to be, be fair, it seems far more effective than Daniel Jackson's do-rag bandana, <laughs> which seems like it's doing yeah. jack-all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is just a thing I wear to keep the sweat off my face, which isn't shouldn't really be the issue here. I thought the issue was exposure, but whatever, Daniel, you're the smart one. Yeah, he's the smart one. <laughs> well, the smart one's quickly attacked by Connor. Right. And then held at knife point. Or damsel in distress. Yeah. <laughs> so we we find we find that that guy number two that was shot and then burned his name was Franks uh, and his ashes are found and Connor explains that Hanson has officially lost it gone off the deep end lost it um, that Hanson killed Franks 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 again uh, and the local people believe that he's the god yes and the key is Hanson also believes he's a god right also always ends well. So Jack wants Carter to take Connor back through the gate, but Carter explains that she needs to stay because she knows Connor, or knows Hanson. Yes. Interesting point that we will get back to uh, because they were engaged. Oh, yeah. Now, is this where she tells us that they were engaged? I think this is where they... I think she just makes a line that she gave the ring back. Right. Which is basically yeah, telling so us they were engaged. Yeah, so she tells us they were engaged. We were um, supposed to assume as much. Read right between the lines, people. Read right between the lines. But Connor, <laughs> Connor refuses to go back to the gate and basically admits that he wants revenge. Right. Here's my key. If Jack was a responsible commanding officer... That wouldn't be okay. That would not be okay. He's essentially disobeying orders. I don't orders. know that responsible is one of the first words that comes to mind. I mean, everybody always comes home safe. I don't know. I think he has... I think he's responsible. He knows where the line is, I think. Okay. I think he knows where to push his battles and where not to. Yeah. He is definitely not a helicopter parent. But I do have a feeling <laughs> that when, when the officer blatantly says that I want revenge, maybe is where you should reel in the line. Yeah, you know, I, I like the I like uh, his approach. He kind of uses people's emotions for his benefit. Because <laughs> that's kind of what he's doing here. He's like, oh, good, you'll be a good, um, a good guinea pig to send out and do things with. Well, he does have a line here, which is my favorite of the entire episode. Of, does it say Colonel anywhere on my uniform? Right, which it does not. I actually... Actually, does I, it? You know, I checked this. I think this is one of those things where I always kind of overlook and mm-hmm. don't notice. I think they take all rankings off yeah. their, off their <laughs> uniforms before they go off world. Um, so, in fact, I don't know if it does It actually curl. doesn't. Yeah, maybe that's him being a little bit sly. It so very writer's well, kind of giving us a little bit of a wink. It very well could still. Um, <laughs> and we have two back-to-back Wizard of Oz references here. Uh, of the fact that they're off to see the wizard. Oh, yeah. And then they're off to Oz. 
Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. I mean, where else would you go to see the wizard? Hey, I'm fond of the Wizard of Oz references, considering we have a Wizard of Oz reference in our title of our <laughs> podcast. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> is that where that came from? I thought that was completely original. Actually, original it is, content. because they reference Wizard of Oz a ton in this show, which is actually why this Hey, I just that. learned another thing. This is awesome. Guess which of the two of us came up with the podcast title name? <laughs> because it. only one of us knew anything beyond there's a Stargate involved. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing that looks like a NASA calendar. Did you know about the Stargate? And Richard did? Dean Anderson. No, I really didn't. I didn't. I knew there was, there was a Richard Dean Anderson. And Look how much you've learned in five I can't episodes. imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine how that. No, I can't put myself back in that place anymore. I mean, live in a different frame of reference. So we go over to Hansonville, which is what I'm going to call this <laughs> for the episode, as a ripoff. Not of... to be confused with the Hanson brothers of the late 90s. Oh, see, I was con- I was making sure it wasn't convinced with Otherville from Lost. Wow, that's it. <laughs> uh, could you imagine the Hanson brothers on another planet being worshipped as gods? Yeah, I could, because when, because when I was in middle school, they were worshipped as gods here. I was about to say, planet. actually, they were worshipped as gods, weren't they? The things I admit to while I'm having a drink, by I... the way. This week we're having this. We're, this is a, a uh, was it a jacked up old fashioned? Yes, there's old fashioned and coffee. There, yeah, there's uh, <laughs> bartender Nick made us. It is a is an old fashioned with uh, some espresso in there and some extra. Uh, Apparently, orange. we looked a little sluggish to him today. <laughs> so, so we're talking a mightily fast. And I him to blame. What's funny is that without realizing he was making a Stargate reference in the name of the drink, he was making a Stargate reference. Oh, jacked up old fashioned. Oh, oh we're so clever. He's today. a clever one, that bartender Nick. <laughs> So, um, so where were we? Oh, we just basically go to Hansonville, Mm -hmm. and Hanson just rips his dog tags off dramatically in a cave, which... I've had those ball the the ball necklaces right. that, that the those military don't guys come on. rip that easily. I wouldn't imagine they do. That looked pretty painful. I I would like in my head. I see the scene before this. He had like a little tiny like file or something. And he was filing. Yeah, down. Corey Matthews' dad did some stuff on his downtime. Yeah, he just filed it <laughs> because he knew he would have to have He's this. Like, I gotta look like a badass at some point. He knew SG wouldn't be coming after him, so he <laughs> filed it down. So it's just held on by a little little sliver. And he put it back on carefully. So that way, when he had to make this dramatic moment, he could just rip it off without any issues. Yeah. At least in my mind. (laughs) So over at SG Camp, they're having chicken-flavored macaroni and cheese, because that sounds appealing. Right. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they make the loudest camp alarm that's ever been camp alarm. It was, yeah. It's like the old car alarm. The, the kind that you need when you're... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely what I'm waiting to happen. And then waiting for it to stop down for two seconds, right when you think, okay, it's five o'clock in the morning, this thing is going to stop, right? And it stops for a good five seconds, well, and then it starts up again. When those pesky rocks get thrown into camp, you need a you need an alarm. Yeah, you can't have a cat come too close to the campsite. <laughs> um, and we hear, we kind of hear the backstory. So Connor tells us that SG9 came through the gate, uh, and they were seen as gods because we've already seen that happens often when they come through the right. gate. Right. Something different. You're a god. Normally, the golds are the only ones coming through the gate. Right. They like to be worshipped as gods. The trend continues. Um, in this case, though, Hanson didn't deny it, which is probably issue number one. Right. And after a while, he actually started to believe it himself, which I kind of like to think you probably have some issues going into the mission if 
you are quickly starting to believe yourself as a god. Yeah, well, I wonder how well he hid that. I mean, I don't imagine they would have keep sending, kept sending him through gates if they thought, this guy thinks of himself as a god. Let's just keep sending him. Well, I wonder if it was kind of a sudden snap in his, oh. in his personality, or if this was... I'm sure he's been on missions previous to this. So I wonder if this was like... This kept happening, and it's right. not necessarily he thinks himself Maybe he as, just watched Apocalypse Now one too many times, this and is he true. finally broke and was yep. like, yep, I'm Brando. Or he saw it for the first Kurtz. time <laughs> right before this mission. There you go, yeah. <laughs> because also, this is essentially the Stargate version of yeah, Apocalypse it's, Now. Yeah, it's the target version of, <laughs> of the name brand Apocalypse Now, <laughs> as I like to call it. She told that joke as I was taking a drink, and I almost choked <laughs> on my wonderful drink. <laughs> so, they we find out they were there for four to five weeks so this is an extended mission right and i'm kind of wondering was this just sort of an anthropological mission what was there for the four to five weeks yeah you know i don't know why were they were they there are they supposed to have been there that long maybe that's why we've come in after i don't know did we get any information about that beforehand from hammond i don't know that we did no there was no there's no mission briefing let's just make up our own story okay they were there for too long and general hammond was like you guys gotta go in there something weird well i think they were there for too long and he's like counting down he's like if they're gone for one more day we're gonna have to go see what's up and then shut down the mountain because he really (laughs) likes doing that (laughs) and then and then connor opened the gate and sent the gdo but then he didn't come through and so then hammond's like all righty you're going through now. Full speed ahead. Full speed ahead. <laughs> Damn the torpedoes. Yes. <laughs> so about four to five. I don't know when. Uh, here they may have been there longer because he says this had the story that a kid got lost and Hanson was after him and he was out in the sun for two days. So they must have been here for longer already than four to five weeks. So I think the kid got lost four to five weeks into this mission. And then Hanson... <laughs> They've basically been here forever. Forever. They've been here for a year and a half. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they came here before the epi- the series started. Yeah, they're like, we did, We came here before. They were like hipster. Time travel. Time travel. Hipster SG team. <laughs> we were here before it was cool to be an SG team. <laughs> kid got lost, handsome and after him, was out in the sun for two days, but returned with the kid. And so the cave dwellers basically took that as a sign of, you know, this is our god. Right. Okay. So there's like two or three people who thought that he was just a a dude. He was just an asshole-ish dude. Right. There's not everyone so easy to believe. There's gotta be, yeah, a couple of smart people independent thinkers. So, Hanson proceeds to tie them up outside in the sun for seven days. That's what you do to people that think for themselves. Needless (laughs) to say, they didn't quite survive. Right. Uh, Uh, On the planet where you need SPF a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which is kind of a, a harsh thing. Um, but when we still have the camp scene, I think after this, they're at sleep and the alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. But w- w- around this time, we, we get the first uh, first viewing or the first knowledge that Teal'c meditates instead of sleeping. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, he would. He just kind of whirs until he falls asleep. He's a yeah. Zen Buddha master. <laughs> and then he just reboots himself on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we cut to basically just Hansen at night overseeing this massive construction project of a pyramid-type thing. Yeah, this is so original. I know. It's not a thing I've ever seen in history, ever before. <laughs> and then we cut back to SG camp, and they're under attack. And Connor is taken. That's the entirety of why they attacked. Yeah. 
Just and that's the Connor. reason why he was here. The yeah. reason we let him stick around is so that he can get captured. Yeah, so we have a second Daniel Jackson on the team. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's not enough with one damsel in distress. <laughs> we must have two. <laughs> All the damsels so on the distress. Go, we go back to Hansonville. And whatever he's taking is taking too long. And he tells his underling to basically work his followers to death with right. the quote, they sacrifice their way to salvation. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's, uh, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Didn't work for me when I was little. <laughs> it's not going to work now. Didn't work, nope. Didn't work for me either. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's not a line you throw around yeah. really nilly here. So... Carter basically now talks about her time with Hanson. Uh, he was crazy and he was controlling, but he was charming. Right. Apparently he wasn't that charming. No. Nope. Let's keep going. Yes. <laughs> Kaylee did not like Hanson, by the way. Yeah. Uh, th- this is... You know, Oddly enough, if you're watching with your pets, she is not a fan of Hanson at all. No. Dogs know things. She would, like, go up and try to, like, whenever he was on screen, would try to jump up. She gets this pitch where she can watch the TV, and she was just, like, sitting there staring at him. Yeah. She's not a fan. She's a smart dog. Anyway, let's keep moving. Smarter than Carter by getting engaged to him. Yeah. Uh, Kaylee would never have gotten engaged to him. No. Um, But Sam did break it off, and they didn't see each other again until the SGC. And basically, she thought that he was better. He had found a new place in life. Right. Um... She was wrong. As you sometimes hope for the crazy people in your past. But yeah. Oh, well. So, um, they they reach Hansonville and they see Connor is tied up out in the sun with a few others. And, of course, Jack then plans a cunning rescue. Uh, <laughs> as only Jack can do. As only Jack can do. And he tells Carter to plan a distraction. Mm-hmm. Just plan a distraction. Show them your boobs. <laughs> That would have worked. <laughs> to be fair, that did work in a Star Trek movie. <laughs> Why did you just do that? Uhura did a fan dance <laughs> on the desert planet. Right, right. <laughs> it works sometimes, guys. Anyway. Because they're guys and there's boobs. But Sam Carter does not think like I do. So no. what does she decide to do she next? She has, you know, some some self uh, uh She's control. got body issues. Whatever. No. Let's move it forward. She, she thinks possibly her body and doesn't want to go down to that level. <laughs> <laughs> or something to that effect. Um, my question was, is how long... I, I Weirdly enough, I want to know how long Sam and, and Hanson were engaged. Like, was this one of the... They were dating for three months, and he's just like, marry me. Well, yeah, probably. He's <laughs> as nuts as he seems now. And, That's and, what he did. And Carter was just like, okay. He's like, um, I'd like you, I'll, but... <laughs> I'll say yes to calm the situation now, because you did this in front I'm of I'm going to say people. yes while I call the cops in the background. <laughs> and then I will deal with this situation later. Yeah. <laughs> while I am not near you. <laughs> um, and then there's also a line in here where basically Carter ref- makes a reference to maybe that maybe Hanson had too many years in Black Ops. And okay. I find this interesting because Jack has had uh, many years in Black Ops. Yeah. We find that out in the pilot where he's like, I can't, if anyone, no I wrote a book. awesome as Jack. No. And I, that's why I said, I think it's interesting that they're making... A kind of a comparison between these two. Yeah. Because one person can handle it, and this is the opposite of Jack. Right, right. Well, I mean, he is our villain in this episode, so he's got to be as, you know, similar but different to our hero. That's, yeah. That's like a, a story plot thing, isn't what? it? What? <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know things. I don't, I don't know, know stuff things. about things. <laughs> Stories? <laughs> what? 
it's like that's happened in stories before, no, and it's like a successful thing that no. people use no, often. It's not tried and true or anything. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason you see things again. Um, so basically, Carter and Daniel and Teal see a man get beaten, and Carter goes, "Enough is enough." And for some reason, she doesn't leave her gun with Daniel and Teal when she goes up and punches Henson's henchman. Mm-hmm. Again, you've just handed over a gun or two to, to the bad guys. To the ba- yeah, to the crazy bad guys. Which may not be the ideal thing to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my weapons and hand them over to unstable people. <laughs> when That's... you could leave them with your team members. Yeah, yeah. seems like a great One idea. One of which is not carrying... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think Daniel... Daniel, I think, carries a sidearm, but, like, he's not carrying a gun gun. Yeah, although it might be... It might be a worse person to leave it with. Maybe he's like Cyril on Archer. It's like, no! Don't give him a gun! Daniel doesn't get the guns. Yeah. We, we gave him one last episode. Did you see what happened? It's, it's no good. It didn't it's work no well. <laughs> um, and, and Daniel had this line of, we should have stopped her. And Janet goes... Or Teal goes, we would have failed. Oh, this is true. Teal, again, love Teal of has my the life. knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, the more I see Teal, the more I'm in love with him. Um, so Carter is then taken to Hanson. They have a really great reunion. Oh, the yeah. end. Yeah. Or not. Or not. <laughs> uh, her worst fears are assumed true. Yeah. And Hanson is an insane megalomaniac who yeah. believes he's God. Yeah, this is not the Disney ending, people. No. <laughs> and he knows that he, what he he's doing is good and he's saving his people and bringing them to yeah. a better civil blah 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 yeah. so it just confirms our our, our our suspicions that he's a crazy person yeah I don't think those were really suspicions anymore but yeah. yes that's <laughs> what that scene did um, and in case anyone had any doubts left <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so outside the rest of SG-1 have because Jack had come back and goes where is Sam and Daniel and Tirka like uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Were, were we supposed to watch? Was it my last time? I see like ice cream. <laughs> There's ponies over there. Yeah. Um, and so they've singled out a local to go talk to because he conveniently wanders off and separates himself from the herd. Right. They pick down the weakling. Um, and back in Hansonville, Hanson is still trying to get into Sam's head. And he is completely and utterly succeeding in that mission. That part was surprising to me. I thought she'd be a lot stronger than that. I know. She does pull a gun on him. And Hanson goes, kill me. Because it's the only way you're going to stop me. And she can't do it. Yeah. I guess this says something about her heart. You know, she's not one to just kill people for the sake of killing them. I know. I have I have a, a wonder if this wasn't someone that she had a history and a past with. Yeah. That's true. I, I think even if she didn't know who he was beforehand, I don't know that she's going to be the one to automatically kill anyone. Because even in Emancipation... This is true. She didn't kill um, Badcon. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think she has... If pushed to it, she would maybe... I think if someone else's life was on the line, she yeah. might. And yeah. I, I don't know that she felt that her life was on the line yet. But maybe even her this own, is true. she wouldn't put it... Yeah. This is true. Um, but basically, he. This is how he goes. Carter had the power, and he is in control. That's true. Therefore, he is God. <laughs> logic. That's easy logic. Logic, yo. Math. I just mathed at you. I what? mathed at you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a proven proof. <laughs> and the only thing he's missing in these two scenes put together is an evil laugh. Yeah, that's true. There's not. Yeah, no evil laugh. No so evil far. laugh. 
Um, and he's a giant tool bag. So, <laughs> uh, SG-1 is talking to their local. He's a little friend of Hansen, understandably. Right. Um, and he recognizes Tilk as Jaffa, and he's friend of him. Because he knows the stories of the old gods and the the, the locals and the the, the uh, cave dwellers, mm-hmm. um, say Hansen will save them by making the sky orange, because somehow that means that the UV will be blocked and won't yeah, affect them anymore. Yeah, some sort of logic that I didn't understand. Making the sky well, orange protects you from the crazy sun. I can uh, I can see in my head, so the Gould left these devices clearly on the planet, the devices that we haven't mentioned yet in the series, so we're jumping ahead. Uh-huh. Uh, I can understand that these have been left on the planet, so clearly there's like the, the stories and the myths that have been handed down. All right. And so I guess to them, they don't really know, they might not know what UV radiation is. Okay. It's just that they know that they Sky can't go out. orange, we're good. Exactly. Okay. So to them, it's just orange sky makes it safe. Yeah. They don't really, they probably, because I'm sure the gold never told them what's going on. Right, Because right. the gold, like Hansen, I am your god, it's just god magic. That's true. They only know god magic. Okay, I like it. That's probably how I would think too if I yeah. were a poor slave. <laughs> and Hansen shows Carter the slave pits because that's totally going to help get Carter on your side. Yeah, she, you look at all these awesome things I did and then she's like these are people. These are people. These are this human is not, people. You're not supposed to you're not supposed to do that. You're not to supposed people. to do that. To that's, the human that's, people. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um we learned that Till can't draw. <laughs> This is true. Don't um, play a Pictionary with Tilk. This had to have been a joke in this episode because they literally reference coming up how well he draws. That's true. Yeah. Look at how amazing he is. If I was given these drawings, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, what? Explain it again. There's a triangle and then there's a there's a circle yeah. and the quarterback is, is running text? for a What's long happening? pass. Yeah. The wide receiver will catch yeah. like. There's a lot of X's and O's on here. <laughs> I don't know what they mean. <laughs> um, but anyway, we he he draws quote unquote a device that we actually saw clearly as a device on yeah. the cave painting walls. Yeah. Of this, you know, half dome device. Um, Let's just be glad that Tilk isn't drawing like you know our, our history books, oh. the diagrams in our books to Ooh. be used later. Ouch. <laughs> um, but we coincidentally see this exact device because Hanson's showing it off to Sam and going, "Make it work." Yeah. And Sam's like, uh... How? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Gonna need a little incentive here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but somehow this is the shield that prevents the UV radiation. It turns the sky orange because that's a cool visual. And that's how we know that the shield's working. Right. Uh, by looking permanently through really bad sunglasses. Uh, <laughs> and Hansen basically goes, if you don't fix this, he is going to let every local on the planet die before he kills them both. Right, so, so that's do this incentive. or everybody dies. There's your incentive. <laughs> <laughs> and he is literally crazy enough to actually do this. Yeah, yeah. I would not be trying to call his bluff here. No, and I don't think Sam is either. No, I, she clearly isn't because cl- later on she gets it to work soon. Yeah, so. she's like, okay, here's what I do now. I, I learn how to make this thing work. This is also where Hansen meets a really creepy reference to having Carter be his goddess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because in case it wasn't drilled into your head enough that this guy's not, okay. By the way, do you want the worst pickup line ever? <laughs> Tell a woman that she will be your goddess. Yeah. That's, that's not that's, going that, to yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> she'll run. 
<laughs> and if she doesn't run, then you should run. <laughs> Someone should be running. Someone should be running. So Jack has a plan because it's Jack and he's the man with the plans. Yeah. Um, so Teal'c's going to find a turn on this device by his really crappy drawing. Um, also by knowledge, because somehow these it's devices... It's, like, worse than Ikea instructions. Well, the thing is, apparently these <laughs> devices are always placed in the same relative places All on right. planets. yeah. It's, like, the same instructions... Again, it's Ikea. The same instructions for every planet. Every when you, single one. When you, it, when you Go put Go down in to the warehouse, find your... The orange shields. <laughs> the orange shields. And the Ikea instructions tell you to put one here in a crappy drawing <laughs> and one here with a crappy drawing. And then hope for the best. <laughs> I, I am, man, Teal'c has got to be able, I'm sure when Christopher Judge is drawing these, he's like, really? I have to draw these worse? He's like, probably has these beautifully detailed rendered drawings. They're like, use your not dominant hand to draw. Can you draw them with your feet? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Then again, Christopher Judge probably 3D gorgeously renders them with his toes because he's yeah. that talented. He's like, what? Deal with it. That's how I do my eyebrows. And then, <laughs> clearly he's a good drawer. He draws amazing eyebrows. eyebrows. It's amazing. Yeah. Love that man. A gangster um, woman in LA. I envy him. <laughs> um, so he's going to... Uh, Jack's going to go save Connor. Teal'c and Dan are going to go find the device and turn it on with the local because the local and Jack have switched clothing. <laughs> yeah. It's one More, size fits all. <laughs> not one size fits all because Jack's clothes are clearly three sizes too big on the local, right. but the local's clothes perfectly fit Jack. No, everything fits Jack perfectly. It's magic. Because he's perfect and magic. Because he's perfect in every way. It's, it's, it's <laughs> he's magic very skill. Bobbins. <laughs> <laughs> he's practically perfect in every way. I know. So um, they go and find the second device, and Teal'c fires his weapon at the delicate technology they want cover it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me just kick this. God. Did that work? <laughs> that's like a giant. That's not like a delicate surgical device. That is a a, a staff weapon that fires gigantic explosions. <laughs> that was one thing he's learned from Jack. Is like, let me just shoot things. Did that work? <laughs> Look, I shot at a thing. It worked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Jack route of, of interstellar shoot discovery. A thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack successfully successfully rescues Connor, and shockingly enough, he's caught. Yeah, what? Yeah. And it's like, he meant to go in there to get caught, guys. He's brought before Hanson and Sam, and then Hanson threatens to kill Jack. I mean, she doesn't turn the device on, so of course she turns the device on. Right. Uh, and there's a reference here about a court-martial. If Hanson ever got was successfully brought back to Earth and court-martialed, I would love to be in that court-martial. <laughs> How are you going yeah. to do that, Kurt Marshall? Because the whole Stargate command is like top secret need to know. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, but this would be beautiful uh, reality television. Oh, yeah. This court, this entire court case, which is something, yes, you know, Americans love to watch. Yeah. <laughs> just, um, you can just like make this as a movie. Yeah. And talk Let's about get the, the lady. Let's get the lady who drew, uh, what's his name, Tom Brady, <laughs> to draw everything for us. She could probably draw the Stargate and that diagram as poorly as they needed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the key is, is that they could make this with the Stargate into a movie, and they have plausible deniability. Oh, totally, yeah. It worked perfectly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, the Stargate is now somehow on its side. Here's the thing. It's, it's, it's not just napping on its side. It's like flipped over 180 degrees. No, it's Because napping. they're sitting on the stairs. It likes to sleep on its stomach. <laughs> <laughs> because they're on the stairs. 
upstairs. So if the Stargate just like fell to 90 degrees, the cool should be going down. Yeah, no, it's it sleeps on it. Maybe it's tossing and turning. It's not, it's too hot. I toss and turn when it's too hot. It gets the UV radiation. It's like, is not God, helping. this is no good. Where's my orange sky? I can't even nap here. And you're like, Stargate, what are you doing? That's not your job. So Connor and Jack are clearly just on the side, ready to be sacrificed. <laughs> yeah. Because Hanson already said, I'm not going to kill them. I'm just sending them home. And then Carter's like, uh, the iris is closed, yo. That's not going to work well. Yeah. And Hanson just goes, meh. Yeah. <laughs> I do what I want. I'm crazy. I do what I want. Um, this whole scene goes by really quick. We had to watch this a couple times. So yeah. when this gets boggled, it's because this scene... Uh, it's confusing. It's kind of confusing. We watched it multiple times. So... Hansen spouts off some of your I am your god bullshit because yeah. he's crazy. And um, it starts seemingly to misquote the Bible. That's what gods do. That's, <laughs> I don't know if he's actually misquoting the Bible, but it seemed like he was trying to reference and failing. Which, be, with the revelation that he carries a Bible with him at the end of the episode, yeah. kind of makes me theme he's... Well, yeah, I think he's got that selective... Um, selective memory? Yeah, where yeah. he's like, I'm insane, so I'm going to remember the things that matter to me here. And I'm missing words and confusing them with a sentence. But that's okay, because it sounds good to me. Exactly. So, Sam is about to kill him with her brain. <laughs> and then Jackson, with heroic music, just, yeah. like, pops into view... And he convinces the locals that Hansen isn't a god. Right. Hansen's trying to fight this. At one point, he pulls a gun. Sam has this, like, amazing kick to kick the gun away that was, like, a thing of beauty. And, and like, the local has Teal'c's staff weapon, has fired that. And I love that they just gave this local this giant staff weapon. I can like, imagine Here, there's just some aim and shoot. training with that thing or something. <laughs> there's got to be a lot of recoil. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, I guess it depends on what it fires and how much yeah. recoil it is, but, you know, equal opposite reaction. Sure, that's true. It's like a law of physics or something. <laughs> um, Jack looks like he's about to kill Hanson with his brain, uh, and he's, like, untying his his not, his hands oh, yes. here. yeah. Because I'm surprised it took him that long. Yeah, well, he's probably just waiting for the right <laughs> moment. his to, time. Yeah. Um, and so Hanson's like, I am your god, and he turns on the shield... And the shield does jack shit, and he goes, Carter, fix it. And Carter's like, uh, uh It's fixed, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> wah, wah, yeah. You're not really a god anymore. <laughs> and then Daniel signals to the local to signal to Teal to turn his on, and technology saves the day! Magically, everything works again. The two beams go up, <laughs> and they're, like, attracted to each other because magnets. I'm sure magnets yeah. is the answer. Magnets, bitch. Magnets is always the answer. <laughs> and they form, like, this dome of orange, which, can they get out of the dome? Nope. They live in the dome now, forever. What if there's no fresh water Doesn't in that matter. dome? Doesn't matter. Orange dome. <laughs> orange dome for life. Well, they built all those, they've dug all those holes. I'm sure there's wells down there somewhere. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I guess. And maybe they, it, well, again, did the UV radiation, does that, like, sanitize things? I have no idea. I don't think it does. It, well, some sort of, yeah, no, I have no idea. I'm not, <laughs> I was gonna try and pretend I knew something, but I don't know anything. Um, and then the Hansons, 
realize, or the locals realize that Hansen's full of bullshit. Yeah. Because it took them how long to think he was a god, but he's instantaneous. I have a hunch that they haven't thought he's actually a god for a long time. I think they were waiting to be disproven of his godliness. I think they've realized, hey, a god probably would be working us to death and tying us out to die. Yeah, they're like, wait, yeah. They were slow to catch on, but once they caught it, it was a pretty quick learning curve. He immediately went through the gate. Yeah. Which, with the iris closed... Dead. Yeah. He's not a god. Get him. Get him. (laughs) And um, we, again, it's the same concept, I think, that we cover often in this show. It's Arthur C. Clarke's third law of any significantly advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Mm, Okay. Yeah, I think... To me, okay, that's true. Besides the obvious don't pretend you're a god part of the morality <laughs> of the episode, I think this is sort of the, the secondary one. And again, one that we've already seen multiple times in the series. And non-spoiler, guys, you're going to see a lot more of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean you're going to run into a lot of foreign things. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I, I I don't think, as you can imagine, I don't think this is supposed to say that we will get we will get that from the technology side and from the magic side. Okay. We will see things as technology, and we will see things as magic. Okay. I mean, because you only can you only assume that's we've, fair. We've seen we've oh, so far we've only sort of come across races that were less advanced than us, except for the gold. Right. And even the gold have technology that yeah, we yeah. don't and know I yet. Yeah, I have to go in and assume that not everything is science. You know, we're kind of going into it just thinking yeah. everything is science. But, okay, fine. I'll give you a little more magic. Well, I'm like, it, even like the, the gold have the hand devices. Yeah. We have no clue how those would That's work. That's true. So even to, there are people who on Earth now that would 100% presume that that's magic. That's true. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of people now that presume that some things are magic. Yeah. <laughs> so, won't touch that subject. Yeah. Um, so magically the gate is awake again mm-hmm. and standing up. It's stretching. It's woken up from its nap. Yeah, well. And we see that Hansen carried a Bible with him. This is, like, not the tiny little pocket-sized Bible. No, this might have been right off of the Gutenberg Press. Like, like this, this is, is enormous. a decent... And that's not the biggest Bible I've seen, but this is a hefty thing to be it's carrying around exactly with you. It's not exactly a travel-sized pocket no. Bible. No, and I can imagine there's not a lot of space in your backpack for personal items right. when you're going off-world. Right. I can imagine if they're on there for six weeks, like, they have... Maybe they have a bit more space for personal items? Maybe he gutted the inside and only kept the parts that matter to him. <laughs> so it's a lot lighter than it seems. <laughs> the Bible according to Crazy Hansen. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, you're missing a lot of important parts. It's like, no, 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 these don't matter. These well, don't matter. clearly the part that's ripped out is the first commandment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, come on, dude. You, get, you, t- you had one thing to remember. The very first one. We also learned that Jack doesn't know his commandments. Well, no. Jack doesn't have time to learn anything. He was hit by a lot of rulers in Catholic school. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I don't know my commandments. I can sort of maybe I name think them. I can, don't, please don't test me. I think I could <laughs> name most of them. I would not know the order there. Yeah, no. I'm, I, I'm sorry, sure. Grandma. I'm very sorry. <laughs> sorry, Grams. Uh, I probably knew them at one point, and other information decided it was more important. Uh, yeah. Than like DuckTales episodes. DuckTales. See, there's your <laughs> reference. Had to get it in. And Jack has wise words when it comes to what happens when you kill people. Because he would know. Black Ops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um... 
already been a fair amount of people killed in this series. Yes. Uh, safe to say this trend will continue. Right. So it's interesting that they have that line in there. But I'll let that go. <laughs> um, also, when at the end of this episode, fun fact, the music that the themed Independence Day starts playing. Oh, yeah. This is the thing that I didn't catch, but I'm really glad you pointed it out. Yeah. The themed Independence Day starts playing at the end of this episode because David Arnold composed the music for the original Stargate movie, which is the okay. main theme. Which is essentially the the melody that goes for the main theme okay. of the of the you know it's been rewritten and recomposed, but that main theme has been the same since the movies. Gotcha. It's the same guy that created independ or that Indep- wrote the music for Independence Day because the score the score okay. because um, the guys that made the original Stargate movie are the same guys that made Independence Day. Right on. So that's why the music, and then they basically, I don't know how, but. Stuck the themed Independence Day as a little, like, little ditty. It's like someone had this idea, this melody in their head already, and he's like, I'm going to make this into something bigger, but for now, here, you need some filler. Yeah, you need some... Because... <laughs> I like that. That's really kind of cool. Independence Day came out, like, right before this, I think. Because that yeah. was, I think, a 97 film. Okay. Well, he's like, this is all mine. I use it wherever I want. I'm yeah, using yeah, this yeah. again. Well, he didn't, do the, he didn't do the music for the TV series. Okay. He only did it for the original film. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I believe your quote at the end of this episode, talking about killing people, backtracking oh, yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. When you're talking about the killing people, and your quote was, sometimes dead people happen. That's true. I, I stand by it. Stand by Sometimes it. Sometimes dead people happen. So we have one for crying out loud uttered by Jack in this episode. That brings our total to eight. Nice. I'd eight like it. in five episodes. That's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I hope I can. I hope I can catch up my Ducktales and Indiana Jones references <laughs> to the crying out loud I know, references. Maybe I, know. I can match them. We'll see. We'll see. I'm on to you, Jack. Game on. <laughs> so where are we? Where are we ranking this episode? Okay, so here's where we're at. I keep kind of playing around with them. I think the premiere is still sticking at number one for me. Okay. So Children of the Gods is at number one. Okay. Um, I rewatched the Enemy Within. Yeah. And I think I'm pushing that to number two. Okay. Um, but I am going to swap. I'm going to put the first commandment in three right now. Okay. Um, so we're going to do the first commandment is in three. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to put... The enemy with... What else do I got? I got the broken divide at four. Is that right? So yes. I've got Children of the Gods, The Enemy Within. Okay. The First Commandment. Okay. Broken Divide. Yep. And Emancipation is on its way out. <laughs> it is number five. Yeah. It is on our list for one more week. Although as much as I've talked crap about it, I might have to bring it back at some point. Just you know, it, like, <laughs> Emancipation. I'm just bored by that episode. <laughs> it, it, yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to recut that episode. And I think if you did a recut of that episode, it could be a lot better. You get yeah. to the point a lot quicker. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff in the middle there that I'm like, don't care. Keep yeah. it moving. I mean, this is really, First Commandment, I think, is, I think this is a really cool episode. I agree, yeah. I and think this episode touches on some, I mean, this is kind of some heavy stuff. I mean, science fiction has, the reason I love science fiction so mm-hmm. much in shows like this is because it's this, 
It's the same concept of why the original series of Star Trek really hit a tone and a nerve okay. for the population is because these episodes are able to talk about things that you can't get away with on a regular, in a yeah. regular story, in a regular drama or anything like that. Yeah. Because they sort of place it outside of our conventions. Well, as much as I, I'm poking fun that this is Corey Matthews' dad, William <laughs> Russ brought a great performance. Whoa, I he, think this guy carried the episode. He was fantastic. So it's a little unfair to our regulars, but man, this guy really made it happen. Yeah, he was fantastic. And, and I, I loved it. I really did. I love when a guest star comes in on an episode and just like owns it. Yeah. Because and, it brings everyone up acting game up. I dig it. I mean, not that anyone on the show has any issues with their acting game, right. but it, it's, it really, it, I think it showcases everything because everyone has their best light to shine. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely like it. It's, um, you know, it's pushed up to number three for me. Yeah, so, which is pretty good. Uh, it still doesn't beat the enemy within, only because that one just it it kind of cut my heart. Yeah, that one has all the, that has I think just a lot <laughs> more the feels. emotional feels than this yeah. episode. Um, this one yeah. was more of a thinker. That one's more of a feeler. Yeah. yeah. Children of the Gods is more of a go- doer. You know, the Children of the Gods is just it's the establishing episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so next <clears throat> week we will be back with Cold Lazarus, which. The one thing that keeps with me the most when I watch Cold Lazarus that you will see is very instantly the cold open has, to me, some of the most distinctive visuals in the entire series. Interesting. There, you will, from, from ever, from ever, from now until from ever, ever, you can get a, a, just a picture of the, of the cold open and you will immediately know what episode it is. Oh, I dig it. Okay. I'm excited now. This and, will be good. And it is, it's another, it's another... F- Without giving you, it's another feeler episode. Oh, I like the feels. It's oh, a, I live in the feels. It's an episode with the feels. Yeah, Chris is a feeler, so it's I'm good feeler. with it. So, alrighty, uh, thank you again for for listening. I was about to say for watching, but this is not a video don't, podcast. Don't watch it. It's not going to be that. Watch fun. Stargate and then listen to us. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah, definitely. Thanks for listening. The for biggest a- the biggest thing you can do if you are at all enjoying what we're doing, uh, and we're enjoying what you're doing. We're we're enjoying what we're doing so we're gonna keep doing it but if you enjoy what we're doing <laughs> we would really enjoy it if you would go to itunes and rate and review us because that's the biggest thing that sort of i'm gonna say enjoy one more time because i don't think we've said it <laughs> enough in the last 30 seconds but definitely rate us on itunes that would be so much fun a feedback is always welcome yes we uh we're on twitter at tara podcast or you can email us at there's no place like tara at, at gmail.com, gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook. If you just search There's No Place Like Tara, you'll find us there. Um, and we post um, we post a little bit more on Facebook, but there was, a, there was a Kaylee picture last week. There was a Kaylee picture. There was an Archer There was an reference, Archer reference. Which I loved. We, uh, <laughs> we, we post. There's a really cool article because someone, I believe in Michigan, thought that the Large Hadron Collider was going to create a stargate and destroy the Earth. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> so we, we, post some, we post random things on there. We post some of them over to... to Twitter uh, and we have right now um, sort of a comment discussion feed for the cold Lazarus so if you're watching along um, post them yeah. uh, we would love to talk to you we yeah then we'll, yeah we'll see you guys next week communicate with us <laughs> we like you we like you uh, we'll see you next week bye bye <laughs>